Queenie Buddies. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jin Lin. Um, so I was sitting here today, um, was doing a little uh, introspection after church kind of thing. I want to share some stuff with you guys, um, kind of like some things that happened with me recently, as well as just a couple other little things here and there. This is not a Queenie episode by any means. I'm trying to make something to kind of be like encouraging and just share uh, a little bit of what God has put on my heart today. And so um, if you are interested in hearing more, um, keep listening. Okay, guys, so I wanted to kind of um, write myself a few notes as I started working. I kind of prayed before I, um, got started on this. And so I kind of felt guided to stop and write a few little notes so I don't miss anything. And things just started pouring out of my head. So I just feel like this is going to be something for somebody. I also, as I was praying earlier today, I felt really strongly to share a word, um, with somebody So I feel like if you're listening to this, that, you know, it could be something that speaks directly to your situation right now. I don't believe that I'm like prophet, prophet, what are you, whatever you say, being a prophet or anything kind of thing like that. I just feel like there's sometimes when God calls you to tell your story because it's going to help somebody else. And that's what I feel really, really specific today. And it didn't, I was like, who wants to tell that to you, God? (laughs) And then I was like, okay. So I just want to, like, I'm not very good with prayer. I haven't been a Christian very long. So you'll have to forgive me, but I just want to pray to start out. I don't, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you guys. This is like, this is weird. But anyway, I'm going to go with it. Okay, I feel guided by the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Um, Heavenly Father, I just... Um, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for putting it on my heart to share with my listeners today. And I would pray that anyone within the sound of my voice um, is just touched by something that you are putting on my heart to say to them and that my situation or insight or anything that you bless me with can help someone else that um, you're able to do a work through me, God. And I just thank you for the opportunity to speak to other like-minded people And even maybe if they're not like-minded right now, that they would know that you still love them, care for them, that you are close to them at all times and all they have to do is accept you and um, ask you to be there for them. And you are right there in Jesus' and (laughs) In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My stomach decided, I don't know if you guys heard that. I have my thing, I had my mic right on my stomach. (laughs) I wanted to stop mid prayer and explain and I was like, okay, I'm praying. I gotta I gotta wrap up the prayer. Anyway, okay. What is that? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get off track. Um so let me start with the um the the thing that I was just really guided to start with right now. Um the The thing that popped into my head when I first, um, when this first started coming to me was that this idea of somebody who doesn't know what to do next, they're really like, 
And I don't mean like they're just kind of like deciding on options. I mean somebody who's like almost paralyzed with anxiety over what their next, like what the best course of action to take is. And, um, and I've been there. Um, so like what I'm saying is like, not like, oh, I wonder if I want to go back to school. I'm talking about like somebody who's thinking, if I do this, this will happen. If I do that, that will happen. And I don't know what's going to happen. So really what your problem is, is uncertainty. Um, you don't know what's going to happen based off of the choice that you make. And sometimes it can paralyze you, which is also a choice in itself. You have to remember, but when I first started, um, reading the Bible and learning about God, I found myself in this very legalistic, um, place. And I, it was kind of funny cause I would be like pointing stuff out. I, I wouldn't necessarily, cause I wasn't like that bold. I wouldn't be pointing other people's problems out to them, but I would be like, well, they need to stop doing that. And they need to stop doing that. And like, God's called me to guard my heart. And this person is still watching all these violent curse word movies. And that's, you know, so I can't, I can't do what God's called me to do because they're not doing, does not work like that. But that's called legalism. And it was a place I was stuck. And I had happened to have this Bible that kind of broke down the different, um, like, kind of like things people think is Christianity, but it's really kind of like a twisted version of it. And legalism is one of them. And also, I read somewhere else later on, that's kind of like a pride thing when you think that other people are, you see what everybody else is doing, but you're not seeing your own stuff, which I could also see my own stuff, but I need to get back on the topic of things. But this is kind of where the story started and I'm brought back to it, came back to my mind. So I feel like I need to share it. I was reading this book called The Bait of Satan and it's a good book. There's, I don't agree on all the theology of the author, their, um, their certain schools of thought on it, but the things that I have, um, what you call it with, um, that I don't agree with are not in the book. So the book, I like that book. It was a good book on forgiveness and, um, taking care of unforgiveness in yourself. And the first chapter, I was doing this small group thing with it. The first chapter I was highlighting stuff. I might've talked about this like a long time ago, I was highlighting things and I was like, for like my ex, I was like, stop. yeah, he needs to read this. He needs to read this book. And I got, I remember it was at the bottom of the first page. I had highlighted a passage, the beginning of the first page, I highlighted a passage. And then I grabbed my pen and I wrote, this book is for you. Stop worrying about other people. And also once I realized the the issue with the legalistic thing and be looking at everybody else's stuff and all that kind of thing. I also got this very strong message that God is working in other people in a different way from the way he's working in you. He has a certain path for you. He has a certain order of events that he wants to work on in you. And he has a certain order of events he's working on in that person. So he might be working right now on guard your heart with you. And he can't work with that person on guard your heart yet because they got some issues higher up or lower or, you know, like wherever. It's just not the, it's not what God's doing with them. 
but don't worry about that because it's not your business. And so that was like, all of that kind of was happening around the same time, reading the book, seeing other people's sin, but not my own. Well, I was seeing my own, but like, okay. But also the legalistic thing and how that was not, but I mean, I was learning at this time. So, and God, you know, throughout this whole thing, he's been very, just like he is patient with me and full mercy and faithful see through it. But anyway, the word, I'm sorry. I don't, I got sidetracked on that, but somebody who's just in this anxious state of like, if I do, and this is where the legalistic thing came in and I'm going to, I'm going to say this in a couple different ways. Cause I don't want to offend anybody. That's like a baby Christian like me, where you think you feel judged. Cause I'm not judging, not judging. You do not understand how much I've been through this stuff. I'm telling, I'm sharing my own story here. So like, you feel like if you take this path or take that path, what if it's not the path that God has for you? What if you make the wrong decision? So this is the word that I feel to share with somebody. I think it's Proverbs 3, 6, 6, 3. I'm not good with like what. In fact, I looked all through Psalms for this and then realized it was actually Proverbs. But um, it says... Um, Yep, just lost it. Okay, let me open up the Bible app because I know it's right there because the last thing I looked at. <clears throat> you guys, I'm a mess. Bible. Oh, gosh. Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. I'm in the King James Version. It's okay. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him or submit to him. It's the other version that I usually read. And he shall, this says, he shall direct thy paths. The version that I was reading earlier today said, um, and the one that I, that this story comes from, is the NIV version. This is King James, but NIV version says, he will make your path straight. Or some, another version says, he will make straight your paths. And I was sitting in a service, um, it's like a family service at this church, and this student pastor was preaching and he was talking about this and what he said was if you are if you want to be within God's will if you want to have God's will over your life if you're praying for God's will over your life you want to do what God wants you to do not your will but mine I mean not not my will but yours oh my goodness like if God was speaking to you he would say not your will but mine but you would say not my will but yours be done that's what Jesus said when he was praying in the garden. Um, so what this pastor said, it's like sometimes God can just fix it. Like he can just straighten your perspective out. He can just shift that paradigm. And what this pastor said, he used that verse that I just said, and he, he said, as long as you are really trying and it's your, like, sometimes we try and we fail and God gets it. He understands. But as long as you are seeking to do God's will in your life, truly seeking it, not just saying it when people are listening. That verse right there, 
He will make your path straight. He will make straight your paths. It doesn't matter which thing you choose. God will work it out. And it was the first time that I understood what, what it was really saying there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, which is something I've been working on. Lean not into your own understanding. A couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, Elevation uh, Worship, he said, Jesus is Lord. Logic is not Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him or submit to him, and he will make your path straight. If that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to, to do what God wants you to do, if you're really trying to do that, it doesn't matter which choice you make. He's going to make it work. Oh my gosh, that takes so much stress away. So here's the version that's, here's the version not for baby Christians. Um, although I'm, I'm a toddler Christian. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm not quite three years yet, but I'm almost three years old. Um, it's funny that we think we have that kind of power anyway, because you don't. Little old you, little old me, we don't have that kind of power to, like, affect the universe. Even, God doesn't take away our free will. We can still do what we want. People who aren't Christians do what they want. God still gets his way. He still gets his way. But if you are asking God to walk with you, if you are, you want his will for your life and you're sincere, not just something you say so other people can hear you say it, he's going to straighten it out, even if you choose the dumbest option. Now, not all of it. I mean, you know, if you know it's dumb, if you don't put any discernment into it, then you may have to walk in sand and high heels for a little ways, but, um, he's going to work it out. And, um, Oh, there was something I was going to come back around and tie with the bait of, that bait of Satan book. Um, it's by John Bevere, by the way. Um, what was it? It was about the, oh man, I lost that one. Let me go back to my notes and, um, cause I know there was another little thing. Um, Make straight your paths. And I was talking about being at that thing and worrying about this option or that option. Hmm. Man, I feel like it was something good. Going back to reading the book for other people and what God's working on in your life. Mm, I I lost it. I'm sorry, guys. But anyway, that was really the thing that I wanted to share with somebody. It's just like the ang- the anxiety behind making different decisions and feeling like, what if I do this? What if I do that? And mess it all up. You can't. You won't. If you're really wanting God's will in your life and you're praying to have God's will in your life, I do know something else where I was going to go. It's not not the exact place, but this was an example I wanted to share with you guys. 
so before I was a Christian, but I was, I was open-minded to it. I was open-minded to it for a while. So I had this weird experience, um, one time and, uh, it just kind of like allowed the idea that maybe there was something that I didn't know about it. Cause you know, I thought I knew everything and, um, So, one of my exes, an ex, while we were married, had a totaled a car and been arrested. And I was talking to some family of his, and I kind of got upset because two separate people told me that they were going to pray for God's will in the situation. And I got upset because just so funny. It's like, I'm pretty sure that God's will is not for this to all just go away. Like, I kind of knew that. I should have kind of known that should have been like a thing that opened up my eyes. And maybe it did a little bit, but it does now. Um, that what God would want in this situation was not the same as what I wanted in this situation. And I guess I didn't say anything to them, but I guess in my mind, my idea was, I want them to pray for what I want the outcome to be. I don't want them to pray God's will. I mean, it could be anything. And maybe it'll be something that I don't like. And when I think, I was telling that story yesterday. And when I think back to that story, I think about how far I've come. And it's just kind of funny. But anyway. um, So... I went to church today and, um, the pastor was talking about hopelessness and, oh, wow. It's just so, it's so weird. You know, there, I mean, there's been church services that I've listened to or gone to and I didn't really get anything from what they were saying. Like it didn't really, um, I mean, maybe parts of it did, but then parts of it were kind of like, hmm. But in this one, I guess what I'm about to take you through is I wrote in my notes, God incidences, like not coincidences, but God incidences. Um, because have you ever had a time when I'm, you guys, you're going to have to walk with me because I've got to go put, change my clothes into the. Um, the dryer. I'm not going to get my laundry done today. But anyway, this wasn't supposed to be clean with me, but I do need to get my laundry moving. So, anyway. Um, I, um... Uh, no, I have a sock that just sat here. It's soaking wet. Um, have you ever just had a time when... It was just like too many things back to back to back to possibly be just a coincidence. Um, a long time ago, when I used to be more into um, like, I'm trying to decide what to see time dry medium for 60 minutes. Sounds good to me. Um, I think I'm going to turn the wrinkle shield on. And yeah, 
Okay. So, um, I still gotta go get some more laundry. But where you have like so many things that happened that you're just like, how could that possibly be anything other than God? And some people just say, well, you can make anything about anything. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's true. But there's also times when I hear a message and it's like, that was a good message, but I don't really see any application. Not application. There's always application to your life. But like, anyway, I think, if no, you know, um, let me finish putting this in so you guys can hear me. Um, but that's kind of what happened today. And it wasn't just about one particular thing. Like, it wasn't just today. It was something that stretched over, at first I thought, just a day. And then I thought, oh, look, this was related to something that I looked at earlier. And then I realized that it actually went back two weeks. Um... So, here we go. So, uh, the, um, the thing that I wanted to, um, the thing that I wanted to, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm getting text messages as I'm um, on here and I'm just, <sighs> so hopelessness was the kind of the message today. Um, I was talking about like feeling like a situation is hopeless, but another thing that he really pointed out was feeling like you had nobody to help you in a situation, like you were all alone. And um, it was crazy because this past week when I was sick, the day that my mom couldn't help me, I felt like I didn't have anybody and it was kind of like, it almost made that all that much worse and like feeling sick and everything feels so much worse because it it also felt like, and I hate to say this, but I mean, it's just, it's a fact of life. You know, this idea of like, at some point I'm not going to have, um, I'm not going to have a, um, <sighs> okay, guys, I'm sorry. I had to, a little family drama to deal with. Um, but the thing I was trying to say that I was like trying to get out before I shut it off was that this idea of like, this is what it's going to be like whenever my mom is no longer here. Um, and it's kind of one of the things that he touched on a little bit, but you know, he was kind of bringing it back around to the, you know, that God, um, is always with you. And, um, he was, uh, talking about the story, um, when Jesus goes to the, um, pool at Bethesda and the man is there with his mat and he can't get anybody to help him into the pool. 
And it's kind of funny because the, the NIV version um, of that story, Jesus says, do you want to be well or do you want to get well? In the King James, in the King James version, he says, I think it's, it's, it goes like, will that, will thou be made whole? Like basically, is he willing to be made whole? And I never really, you know, different versions of the Bible, um, really kind of have a different meaning. I'm so sorry for the noise guys, but I've got to get, I've been drinking something with sugar in it and I've gotten to the point where I can't have that taste in my mouth anymore. It grosses me out. So I grabbed a Coke. I'm sorry. Okay. Back to my story. Um, and it was just like when he said that, um, when he said that way, will you be made whole? It made me think of the things that God is able to do. Um, the things that God is able to do through, um, like in your life. So, you know, if you, the NIV version, you might be thinking, oh, he's going to heal the guy, like just physically heal. Like, it's kind of like all this illness that I've had, I'm well now. Like I've been made well. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm whole. I am whole because God made me that way now, but I could say I wasn't before. But sometimes you also forget, you know? So, like, I was thinking about how um, one of the things with me is, you know, having so many failed relationships. And, And this is where all those coincidences start to come into play. So... And I'm trying to think exactly how I want to get into this. Um, well, let me just, let me finish this part of the story. But God's been really working with me on this whole thing about relationships. Because there's part of me that's like, obviously, there's some issue there. Not so much. I, you know, I when I look back at my past behavior and, and stuff like that, especially with the changes I've made in my life and the, the hard work that I put in changing myself, but also just like in a relationship that wasn't a good one, the actions and things that I did and the stuff that I tried to do to, to help things, I'm a good partner. I know that I'm a good partner. Um, I try to do things for the other person. I'm caring. I'm forgiving. If they voice a complaint, I try to fix it. I try to work on myself to be better. I'm a good partner. I just made poor choices. And in, in sometimes it wasn't exactly my fault when somebody was pretending to be somebody other than who they really were. Um, and so... Um, But there's this, so there's like this whole thing. It's like, who would want me? Even though I know inside I'm a good partner, somebody would have to look at that and go, 
okay, nope, she's tried this way too many times and it's turned out disastrous. I could see somebody looking at it and seeing that. Um, <clears throat> and I would say that person would be um, very logical. I would say if somebody just met me and was like, hey, how's it going? I don't care. That would be a red flag. And I'd still have to question somebody, like if they were like, um, you know what, it doesn't matter. I'd be like, okay, what's going on here? Like I have to question your, so that's kind of been in my head. So it's not, I do believe that, you know, I definitely contributed to, um, the path that my life has been on a lot of it by trying to have my own will in my, you know, doing my will, like I was saying about that story earlier, um, where I was upset for them praying for God's will. Um, and I realized the error of that and I've, I've given my life over to God and do pray his will over my life. And I try to do, um, I try to be, use discernment and choose where I think, um, God would have me go, but I do believe that he will correct anything as long as I'm trying to do it, um, to serve him. But there's still that kind of like shame around that. And for some reason, when he said what he said today, when he said that, will you be made whole? I thought God is trying, he's been trying to tell me that as far as God's concerned in his eyes, I am whole. Um, part of Isaiah 43, I don't know what it's part. It starts in the first verse, but the first, it starts out with all the Jacob and Israel stuff, but he says, I have redeemed, don't have no fear. I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. And so God has made me whole, but I'm still thinking of myself the way other people see me. And that's just not the way I really am. Um, and then when I think about that and I think about like, who did I have there for me in that week? And God did provide for me. My kids helped me so much. And he did provide help for me even though it couldn't be the help that, but when I think about all of it, it was so, his exact thing was so perfect because if, if my mom, which I would never have done this, but if my mom had watched my daughter while she was as sick as I was and not had that time to rest and this had drug out as long for her as it did for me, she might've been in the hospital. She her body wouldn't be able to handle it. She's just been through cancer treatment. I mean, so his plan was perfect by my mom getting sick the same time as me. She took the rest first. Then she was able to help me. My body's stronger. I was able to hold, you know, I was sick longer, but that's, I'll, I'll do it a, mil a million times for my mom to be well. So, and yet he still provided for me too. And so his plan and all that was perfect. And I remember whenever I, when she told me that she couldn't watch her, I was in tears because I was just like, I was thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And it wasn't that I, I wasn't trying to say she needs to do something. It wasn't that. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And it, 
for, I don't know why this has been happening more for me lately. And I'm so, it's, you know, why it's because I asked God to do this for me, but I, I just started saying, God will, God will make a way. God will help me through this. I know that God's going to help me through this. Like, I don't know how to do it, but he does. And he did. And he did. And it was perfect. And so that's the whole, whole part. Now let me get into the coincidence part. Okay. So almost exactly a month ago, and I don't know if I talked about this, but I had this day where I was absolutely hopeless. Um, I had been really socially isolating myself. It was really starting to affect my, my mental health. I also had been going through this course and they had shared this process that I attempted to do. And it was, um, it was not a good thing for me to do. My ex had been going through some stuff. I don't know, but he was acting very erratic and it was causing some kind of like trauma resurface stuff because I was starting to worry like what was going to happen. Like when I would normally see that behavior in the past, then it would make me afraid for the future the kind of thing. But I just had this day where I was like, I was so low and I was like crying and I was so upset. And when I went to work that day, um, it was the first day back after being off and about to, I think it was, I think I was going to meet the new person I was training for the first time that, yes, it was that day. That was the day, but this was before that happened. And I was just feeling so alone. I was worried about my mom the cancer stuff was really starting to weigh on me. And then, um, a couple of the people that I really enjoyed working with had to move and to the new place. And, um, but when I walked in that day, I saw somebody that had just helped me so much. And I remember, um, like a few months before when we were going through a really stressful time, I had just been praying and thanking God for putting her and this other person in my life at that time. And there she was. And so we were having this meeting and she came and sat by me and we were talking and, um, I knew she went, I knew the church that she went to, but I, and I've been looking for a new church to go to, but I didn't exactly, I thought it was like really far. I thought it was just, just as far from my house as the church I've been trying to go to. Um, well, I wasn't really thinking about church anyway. I was just thinking about that. I mean, that morning I'd been on the ground crying and just like feeling like that feeling was never going to stop, that I was always going to feel like that. And then I walk in and she sits next to me and we start talking. And then on the way home from work that day, I felt God like ask her about her church. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how do we bring, I mean, that's weird. But I thought of it you know, or God put away my, it was like, ask about their daycare. And so I was like, um, do y'all have a daycare? And she said, no, um, you know, since COVID we don't really have, but, but it's fine. The kids come and they act crazy and loud and stuff. And, but it's fine. It's not, we all, we just go with it. And I'm thinking, yeah, people say that, but you don't know my child. So anyway, I was planning to go 
I was just like, he really put it on me to do that. And so I was going to go the next Sunday and I was like, you know, but it, but I had the kids that Sunday. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, well, my daughter also woke up on a tear. So I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I don't even know anything about this place. I cannot just go and bring her this day. Like, uh, uh-uh. so I waited. I was like, I'm going to bring, I'm going to do the next. So I did. And I really enjoyed it. It was great. Everything. I was going to bring my kids the next week and I was sick. So I still haven't brought them, but yet I still hadn't really seen any kids there. Well, when I went today, there were kids and they were so loud, but the whole thing was, so I kind of forgotten about this. Um, I went back and was looking at some stuff I'd written, but that day when I was at the lowest I had been in so long, God put her right in my path. And then God pushed me to ask her a question the next day at the next meeting. And I finally did. And I was like, and then I went and I was like, it was just such, it was such a welcoming atmosphere. And I just felt, and then today it was just that feeling like you're home, you're home. This is where you need to be. Um, and so, but back to the coincidences. So that little thing I told you about how, when he said the thing about making you whole and it made me think about being married three times. So on the way home and my daughter had come over and she went to church with me today. My old, my about to be an adult daughter, (laughs) she went with me and, um, on the way back, she had seen these text messages from, um, my ex about some stupid stuff. It started before church about the stupid stuff again. And usually it gets to me, but it didn't. And I was like, Hmm. And I put my phone on, do not disturb while I was in church and didn't think another thing about it. And he didn't text me anymore anyway. So it didn't matter. But she'd seen this string of tech, like this diarrhea list of text messages. And she was like, is that from him? And I was like, yeah, we started talking and she's like, I just don't understand why you didn't see the stuff, like why you let him, um, be that way around us and stuff like that. And I was like, this is the thing that people don't understand is like, you don't see it in the moment, you know, and you, I said, but that is y'all are the reason y'all are the thing that did open my eyes because I couldn't see it about myself or what was going on with me, but I saw what was going on with you guys. And that's what finally made me say, and I kind of shared some other stuff with her about how, you know, it's like, I, I still wonder, you know, is it good enough that I, is it a good example that they saw that I left and got out of a bad situation or, you know, are they just going to repeat the stuff that I went through and, you know, whatever. And so, um, that was kind of like a big thing, um, with me and, um, so, I, um, I can't remember what I was saying because these drama people <laughs> doing drama things. Um, okay, so but this is part of the coincidence thing. I'm sorry. I know I'm getting a little off track. I it really aggravates me that all that got in the way of this of me doing this. Um. So. 
I'm so sorry, guys. When we were talking about that, it made me think that I needed to go back and finish this. Um, I got James Pennebaker four-day um, expressive writing book. And so I wrote about traumatic experience for four days. You follow these instructions and do this little writing thing. And it's supposed to have health benefits and help you. Um, it does this thing where the, like the traumatic memories, so you're not, it helps with like flashbacks and like downward spiral thinking and all that kind of, supposedly. But after the four days, you're supposed to wait a little while and then go back and analyze your writing. And I hadn't done it yet. So that made me think that I needed to do that. When I got home, I wanted to journal a little bit about my church experience. So I wrote a few things and I was like, um, I want to talk more about this, but I need to go back and um, I'm going to go through my expressive writing thing while I had the time kind of thing. So I went back to do that. And when I went back and did it, got down to the bottom. And after day four, I went back and I said, I wanted to add a little bit more here. And I was actually talking about feeling shame and like how dealing with that and, you know, like how Jesus has removed our shame, that kind of thing from being, um, you know, from failed relationships. I was talking about the exact thing that popped into my mind at church, but here's the thing. So this is where the coincidence thing. So it's like, to me, if I'm talking about something and then I turn on the TV and they're talking about the same thing, that's coincidence. If I um, go somewhere far from my house and there's a person from another place, that's coincidence. But this four-day writing thing that I did, the hopeless, the the day that I was so low, that was over a month ago. The four-day writing thing was a few weeks ago. And then I wrote about that specific thing. Then today I go into my journal. I'm like, I want to talk about this more, but I want to go finish my four-day writing thing. Not even realizing the sentence before that talks about exactly what I was telling you about when I heard the made whole thing. And then I go into that journal thing and it wasn't even part of the exercise. It was something I wrote down at the bottom, like extra. And so of course I came across that and my plan on after that was to go back to my journal and finish writing, which of course I did which kind of like made everything full circle. But what led to that? I wasn't thinking about going back to my four-day writing thing until she saw the text messages and then I said what I said and it made me think, oh, I haven't done that yet. But we'd already gone to church. The thing that happened in church, that flashed into my head. I had, So it's not like the thing flashed into my head and then I thought, oh, I need to do my four-day writing thing. That idea flashed into my head. I mean, I could see how you could be like, oh, well, you kind of, somewhere stored in your brain, you did know that you had done that, um, which I would concede to you. Okay, I'm really hoping that end of that cut off because I had like this gross cough. And if it's still in there, I'm so sorry. I tried to edit it out. But like I said, I would concede to you that that could be a thing. But I didn't, that's not what brought that to my mind. The thing that brought it to my mind was her seeing some messages and then me going back. And then when I went back to that, and was looking at other things is when I realized about how this all started from that feeling of such hopelessness that day. And it's just really crazy. Um, and now I'm going back to my notes to see what else I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, 
Oh, the other thing about that, which I did kind of say this when I was talking about the, um, the, um, you know, seeing the person at work and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just kept feeling like God, and this is so, uh, another coincidence. This is crazy. I remember feeling God like pushing me forward on that. Um, like when I saw her and I had the idea to ask her about it, pushing me forward. And when I actually finally went to the church the first day that I did, I have such anxiety about new situations that I don't like to go places without knowing somebody's going to be there. The other church that I went to, when I did go by myself, I did have a person that I knew that was going to be there and she met me and I knew she was inside and I was texting back and forth with her. The day that I went to that church, I just walked up in there. Like I didn't even know if she was going to be there, what was going to go on. Like I hadn't even said, Oh, Hey, by the way, I am coming this Sunday. Actually, I did say that, which was one of the things that actually pushed me to go, but I didn't say it like on Friday. I said it like I explained to her why I hadn't been there the Sunday before. I was like, I'm coming. So anyway, um, it was just so nice. Um, I walked in and it was just like, there were people that I knew there's two people that I knew and it was like, Oh, cool. And they sat by me and we talked and I felt welcome. And I, it was, it was just awesome. But I just felt pushed. It was like just another push. And um, so then today I kind of felt the push to become a member. And, but I don't really know how to do that. Um, so I need to ask uh, what exactly I'm Because they say something, the pastor says something, but I don't know. He, I guess he's like so used to saying it every time that he just kind of says it all really fast. And I don't know. And like most people who go to church, seems like they've always gone to church and I haven't. So I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I feel kind of stupid. Um, but anyway, um, so what was I going to say about that? But yeah, but I feel, again, I feel that push forward. The funny thing about it is my mom was talking to, we were talking, we talked for like two hours last night. And for some reason we got on the con, the topic of religion and we're talking about Um, stuff. And she was telling me about whenever she was saved and she just felt, she said she, when she walked up to the altar, she felt a hand pushing her forward. And she said like, at the time she just really needed to do that. She's like, I didn't really, she's like, I don't really consider myself a Christian until later on. I didn't really know what it meant, but she said she just felt at that time, she felt somebody like pushing her forward. And it was funny because like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't literally feel like, I feel like she's saying she literally felt something. I didn't literally feel it like that, but it was the same kind of just like, this is really my next move. And it doesn't always turn out. So like, I really felt that same push to go and interview, um, for this new job a few months ago, which I didn't get, but I feel like there was some reason for that. I feel like that's going to be used in some kind of way, even though I don't exactly know what it is. Um, so, and I'm trying to, so 
another thing that was kind of interesting for me today, I said this to my mom um, last night when we were talking. I said, you know, I feel like God... And it's funny because we're talking about the topic of healing, actually. And I said, I do believe God can just heal somebody. But I don't believe that's how he typically works. Because a lot of times there's a... And actually, I forgot, but today the pastor did say something about like people, you know, like that have problems that happen to them or are born with problems. And, you know, it's all for the glory of God. God uses it in different ways. Um, and um, there's just, so there's, we're talking about a certain family member that's just like, a lot of people were saying like they were just healed by God and everything's fine now and there's no more problems. But this is like a mental thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, cause some of it's caused by their own actions and stuff. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't think it works like that, you know, because, but what I feel like is I, sometimes it does. Sometimes it really does, but I feel like what God did in that. And, and so this is the thing. There's some family members who are like, they've attacked, they have spouted this and attached themselves. So like this was a miracle and look what God can do. And now it's kind of become obvious that that's not what happened, but because these people attach that somehow to themselves, like that has something to do with their relationship with God, which it doesn't. But now it's kind of like they still, they don't want to give that up because they feel like it means something about God, which it doesn't. It just means they were wrong and they're people. So of course they're wrong sometimes. God didn't do what they thought he did, but this is what I think God did in that situation. And I think God does in a lot of situations. God provides a window. God gives you that, that, you know, you ask him for help and you say, I need you. I want to change things. Help me. And he does. He gives you a window and it's almost like you're healed, but it's like, okay, here's your window where's your will? And it's like, is it going to be your will or is it going to be God's will? And if it's God's will, he keeps walking with you. But if it's your will and you're just like, Oh, thanks God. I'll talk to you again. Whenever I'm feeling like garbage again, if that's the way you do it, God can't walk with you. He still loves you. He's still waiting for you. But God can't be with sin. The second you ask for forgiveness, he wipes it away again. If you repent, if you're actually repentant. But when he opens that window for you, if you don't choose his will, if you choose your way, he can't he's going to let you have your way. That's just how he is. And I don't mean he's going to do the things you want him to do. But if you think that you can do it on your own, he's going to say, let me know how it goes. And there may be a period of time where it seems to go great. I don't think he's, 
I mean, unless you're like really doing horrible things, I don't think he's going to, you know, start sending lightning bolts or snakes after you or anything like that. But he's not really going to be around when Satan starts, you know, messing with you and stuff. So, but that's what, that's the way that I think it is. It's like, here's your window. What's your will? So, and this is why, this is the thing about God. God is so faithful. He will keep opening the window as many times as you ask him to. If you're truly repentant, because I think, I think there's lots of times where we, we do get off the path and it's not even close to, we're not submitting to God. We're not acknowledging God. Um, and maybe it's when things get really bad. It's like you always, why does God let bad things happen? Well, sometimes people need bad things to happen so they can remember who's really in charge. And a lot of people, that's, that's the times when they come back to him. And I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think God sits there and says, uh, Oh, now you want something? That's not God's nature. He's like, there you are. And he takes you back. But he doesn't put up with your nonsense. So if you're not sincere, it's not true, you know? So that's just kind of what I felt led to share today. And I know this is very different. Um, If you don't like this kind of content, just don't listen to it. If you do like this kind of content and you would like for me to do this more often when I can, um, shoot me an email at cleaningbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. And, um, and I don't mean that I don't care about my listeners. I do. If you're, if you don't care about this kind of content, I'm sure you're not even still listening. Um, and I'm sorry, I got a little bit, um, convoluted in the middle there. Um, but I've, I've had some family drama, not really my family, not my family anymore drama, but part of, part of my family is part of that family now. So it's involved, but, um, I just hope that this helped you in some way today. Um, and I would just like to, um, end by, um, just saying a prayer over our weeks, over our week or however long it does before I talk to you guys again. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's a long time, but anyway, Heavenly Father, um, I just thank you for this time to share, um, these things with my listeners today. And I just pray that in some way this blesses them and, um, God, if they have not accepted you in their lives, I just pray that, um, they would understand that there's nothing they've ever done that made you um, too out of reach for them that the second they call on you and um, believe in your son, they can be right there with you and uh, on earth, of course, until, you know. And there's um, lots of resources that they can find online. I'm not the best person to to show them to pray the sinner's prayer, but, um, it is available online, different places. Um, and that's all they have to do, um, to receive all of the mercy and grace that you have for us and to just have your faithfulness with them every single day. Um, but I just pray that our weeks are full of contentment and that we are all happy, healthy, and safe, and that you protect us and um, guide us through this week as we go about our days, God, and um, just help us remember to turn to you first, and um, 
and just um, remind us that you are always with us. You're walking with us. And we're so thankful for it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, guys, I hope you have a good week. Um, and I need to do my laundry now. So um, I don't think there's going to be an episode for that. Um, I have some stuff that I have done that I'm going to be doing a little editing on and um, not anything major. So don't expect all the bells and whistles. But anyway, um, and I will be getting that out. Um, It may be scheduled out, but um, it should be coming out. Anyway, talk to you guys later.